This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. As you recall, we have been in this process of trying to help you, our listener, with things for the year that we also feel like would be a help for us as we engage the 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 upcoming 2004 or 27 wow 24 what year are we in I am the one that needs help this morning, not you, the listener. I'm still writing 23. You're fine. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And last time we talked about a resolution to set set aside time for reading. And the day before we had talked about prayer and Bible reading. So we're not specifically talking about setting aside time to be in God's Word, which we've already encouraged. We're just talking about just the the practice of, of reading books reading any type of literature really but and we started this yesterday but we really didn't develop like okay what is on our to read list so the 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 caveat is this that time is not an issue so right now in my life i have more books than i have time to get to them so let's just take time off of the consideration time's not a restriction if time is not a restriction what are books that you would want to reread? So most of the time I don't have time to reread books because I've got too many that I want to get to. But time's not an issue. What are the books that you, if time's not an issue, that you would want to reread? There are two books that I will probably reread. And, uh, you know, you know what the fact of the matter is, as a pastor, you, you come through Advent and you're thinking Easter already. In fact, as we sit here, we're only like 10 weeks out. And, uh, you know, I was counting it up and realizing we're, we're going to get there faster than I would like. Time is an issue. And so the two books that I would reread would be The Suffering Savior by F.W. Krumacher. It goes through the passion. It's a, I, don't, I don't think I've read anything that moves me as much as that book. And so I like to read it before the Easter season. And the other one would be The Cross of Christ by um, J.W. John R. W. Stott. Um, both of them put my frame of reference in the right place as I come up on the passion and what Christ did on the cross for us. Real quick before you guys jump in, I just wanted to give a shout out to Phil Moran. He used to be on the radio show with us, and The Cross of Christ was his his favorite book. Yeah, and yeah. I bought that book based upon Phil's recommendation years ago, mm-hmm. and I've still not gotten to the book. So oh, no, now yeah. that Jonathan has said it, I... Yeah, those yeah. are the two. Uh, you have to save that for the next question. I have to save that for the next question. Okay, so back to what books would you reread? Sorry. Uh, there's there's a couple. I, I think When I think about this question, I think about my early theological formative years. And so my first year as, um, as an elder, I read Louis Burkhoff's Systematic Theology and Calvin's Institutes with a mentor pastor who was leading me. And after 
close to 20 years in ministry, I think going back and revisiting and seeing what notes I made and, and what thoughts I had and how that those books formed me theologically compared to the last 20 years would be a, a neat exercise, something I'd, I'd really enjoy doing. Just real quick, Calvin's Institutes is on my list of want to reread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A biography, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret, is one that uh, really impacted me when I was I had a pastor I interned with, <coughs> and uh, he required he, he was big on reading biographies, and so he had us read that biography. And it was really an impactful book. So yeah, times on an issue, I picked that up again. I have two novels, and this is probably going to say something not complimentary about me. I'll start with the better of the two. Um, there was one I read just a couple years ago by on the life of Eric Little called For the Glory. And honestly, I was incredibly impacted by that book. Um, the, Eric Little is known for his gold medal in, in the Olympics, but his work as a, as a missionary in China is just profoundly humbling Mm. and the godliness that he approached that work the faithfulness is just so um i don't know profound for me and the other one is and i don't know why but i really really want to go back and reread this present darkness by frank frank peretti as weird as that is as as a choice it's one of my wife's favorites it's on our bookshelf to this day. I read it when I was in high school, maybe mm-hmm. middle school. I don't remember. It was around that time period. And there was something about that book that captivated me. And so I've kind of wanted to go back years later and see if it would have the same effect. We have the uh, the the two in one volume. Oh, yeah. This present, this present darkness, darkness and, and piercing the darkness. darkness. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I actually just finished those. I, re- oh, you did? I read those last year. And as an adult? As an adult, as I, I read them, I mean, you take away the technology. It's still applicable. Okay. And uh, some like stuff you see unless in today's day, age, and you're like, huh, I wonder. But uh, anyway. But yeah. I, fun. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so that that is not a profound reread, no, but no. I, it's just Time's out not there. a problem. Yeah, you can re- time is you not can a problem. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever whatever you want. want. Well, I'll throw in there then. Uh, the uh, Wing Feather Saga, if time's not an issue. That's, See, I've not read this book. favorite saga of mine. I've already read it twice. I've My kids have times. really enjoyed those, and I've always said really I should just read them. And the Biting the Blade series. Oh, I, I did buy, I did buy um, the Wing Feather Saga um, book set for granddaughter for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. As embarrassing as it is, we just bought the Wing Feather Saga DVD series. Mm-hmm. So... Haven't watched that. Maybe my, you know, you know. Like maybe I can cheat and just watch I will that. Say high school English class. Yeah, yeah. Why the, the two times the I read through it, I've needed a box of tissues at the end. Yeah, okay. both times. Okay, so just put that out there. I am not emotional not a as a person, so that would surprise me if these would make me cry. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's not true. Um, <laughs> any other rereads? Uh, I read this <clears throat> last year, uh, Doctrine of Repentance by Thomas Brooks for the first time. Oh yeah, and I think that one would just be a. A, a continual reread yeah, reading it all the yeah. time um my son's reading it right now we've had some just some great discussions on what actual repentance looks like how we sometimes we'll we'll actually fall into false repentance thinking that we're we're actually turning from sin but really getting to the core and root of what's going on so mm-hmm. i've enjoyed that that'll be mm-hmm. a continual constant on my shelf mm. another novel that i have really enjoyed is is rc sproul wrote one called johnny come home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they later made it into thy brother's keeper 
and I don't know what it is about that one, but I really, I've already read that book probably three times already, and I would reread it again. Well, so. we mentioned fiction some time back, and I've, I've always, I could reread uh, The Count of Monte Cristo multiple times or Les Mis uh, multiple times. Uh, the the storylines are engaging. Uh, the, you know, there is a redemptive moment in each of those books that uh, speaks to us. Uh, so I, I, I think those guys really have profoundly understood uh, human nature, and it was, and it's a really good read. I mean, this is something you can get lost in for, if you're a fast reader, <laughs> you'll get lost in it for a week. <laughs> you know, but it, it just, it just a page turning. Hmm. So I'm halfway through the count, and then I got distracted by Boys in the Boat. So now I'm halfway uh, through both of those books, and mm-hmm. so I, I just have to pull the trigger on which one I'm going to finish well, first. My wife and the oldest just finished those books. Yeah. That book. Yeah. How about what books would you like to read? So nothing that you've read before, but things that are like, boy, if I had time, I would love to read, and then fill in the blank. Uh, coming up is uh, The Reformation as Renewal, Retrieving the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. It's a new book came out in uh, June of 2023 and it's it's um you know talking about how you know the reformation changed changed things and uh how to get back there who wrote that one um michael barrett and carl truman wrote the foreword but michael barrett is not matthew barrett uh yeah matthew barrett yep that one's on my list too and i bought it um when it came out and and thought oh i'll I'll dedicate the month of october during reformation (laughs) month to read it Mm -hmm. and uh not realizing its magnitude it's over 800 pages okay i did i didn't make it see you did mention time wasn't a factor (laughs) (laughs) reformation is renewal will be on (laughs) that's on my list this year maybe we'll we'll get it done before october this year that's my hope I actually have two systematic theology series that I would love to get through. One is Herman Bovink. I have read a a good chunk of his four-volume set through my seminary years, but I've never read them just completely through, starting in volume one and going through. And I would like to do the same thing with um, Dr. Beakey's um, four-volume set. So. That is a Herculean type of commitment. That's that's a big read because I, you know, most of my theology sitting on my shelf, you know, I've got volumes of that, but it becomes more of a research Mm -hmm. uh, matter. I don't necessarily read front to back. um, So that would be amazing. I would love to do that. I just, like Jonathan is saying, right now it's reference books for me. Mm -hmm. I I pull them out when I'm looking at particular topics. I will do. I'll do that. I'll look at a passage of scripture, and not only are you exegeting it, but you you're saying what theological topic does this apply to, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you can uh, read systematically about that theology mm-hmm. as well to add. You know, it's not color commentary; it's actually serious commentary to what you're you're reading in scripture. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do the same with Doug, Douglas Kelly's systematic, mm-hmm. but that would be third on my list. And I probably am not going to live long enough. Yeah, I probably should live too. Yep. Well, time's not an issue, right? Time's not an issue. Time's not go. an issue. Mm-hmm. Other reread or other books that you want to read? Uh, again, time's not an issue. This is more of a reference book, but it's the Dictionary of the New Testament's Use of the Old Testament by G.K. Beale and T.A. Carson. Yeah, um, that yep. was just fantastic. I used um, a couple articles on the the serpent from Revelation twelve uh, for my Christmas message this year, and uh, would love to be able to just go cover to cover with that whole text. Mm-hmm. I just have a. Um, Right now on my list, a couple of classic novels, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. 
Never read that. In Moby Dick. I have a couple friends where Frankenstein is their favorite book. It's my wife's, one of my wife's favorite books. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been on our shelf and uh, I've never read it and uh, bypassed me in the you know high school when you had to read classics, but I never had to. And, and uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll pick it up, start reading it. Moby Dick just brings back my shame of not being able to get through the book after several <laughs> honest attempts and I still have not done if it. If I can finish before you, I'll, that will be one goal. I yeah. think this year. Time's not an issue. <laughs> Time's not an issue. <laughs> I, I really still want to read the book called Generations. Um, oh, yeah. About how, the, how you're, the generation you're a part of helps shape so much about how you live and how you think and how you approach life. Mm. And it's not a Christian book, but it is a book that fascinates me with regard to some of that. And I would reread uh, Arnold Dallimore's two volumes on George Whitfield. I think that had a profound effect on me as I was coming out of seminary and, and, and really, uh, you know, we're talking about the days of the Great Awakening. And I think that really what it points to is, you know, our real problems are not political. Our problems are spiritual. And there's, and the revivals that were taking place back then, uh, were were this is how America changed its mores and <coughs> values and everything else was because of a spiritual change of heart and mm. Whitfield tapped into that. I just read Carl Truman's um, Strange New World. Mm-hmm. I w- if time's not an issue, I would like to read the 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 bigger volume of that, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Um, just because I found that that Strange New World was helpful in trying to understand. On the culture in which I lived, and if time's not an issue, I would like to plug or plug away at the the larger version. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. It's been good to talk about books. Nothing difficult on our end on that part. 